Outside the box. I'm excited to have you here sharing with us. I um, am doing a very special episode tonight, which I'm really excited about. And I believe that you will be utterly excited about uh, once we actually dig in and get in and you get to see exactly what we're doing. Uh, today is a great day. I don't know about where you're watching from and where you are, but today was nice. It was sunny. It wasn't very um, cold out, um, although the cold is coming, they're saying. So I, uh, I'm i really looking forward to uh, just sharing with you guys tonight. Um, and uh, so let's get started. I mean, it ain't nothing to it but to do it. So let's bring on uh, my, my good friend, uh, Bishop Foreman. Hey, Bishop, how you doing? Hey, sir, listen, we are doing, look, not only are we not in a studio, but we're doing virtual shows. I am in transit. This is, this is reality TV right here. <laughs> that, that is actually reality TV for reality. Real. <laughs> for everybody, I am safe. I have a seatbelt. I'm paying attention to the road. My car keeps me good. I am 100% good. So y'all do not be thinking no comments came about safety. And also just for the sake of the reference, we are completely in compliance with Colorado state law. Thank you. So you just want to put it all out there, right? right? I know how I know how commenters do. So I just, <laughs> just put all that out there. So to my knowledge, we good. Be encouraged. Let's have a great show. All right. So Bishop, today, look, you've been on my show countless of times uh, over the last eight months that we have uh, been doing this. And uh, today, I want to talk about you. I, I want the people to get to wow. know why we have the relationship we have, why um, I trust you to be a contributor, why we mm -hmm. have uh, such uh, good camaraderie. I want them to know about you. So I'm going to be just rapid fire questioning uh, you about different things. So let's jump into it. Um, Let's go. Tell me why you do, and I don't want the churchy answer. I'm just telling you right now, I don't want the churchy answer. I want to know why you okay. do what you do. Hey, Pastor E, I see you, man. I There's no other answer to this except the truth, which is I am the people's bishop because that's what, that's God's plan. Bishop, I, this is my third media interview of the day and i got prayer after this and i i was asked this question twice already today and i gotta tell you it is simply god this was god's plan 
I wanted to be a lawyer, get appointed to a local judgeship, go into politics. And I had it recorded when I was 16 years old, me sitting amongst a group of my peers saying that I wanted to be the first black president. President Obama beat me to being the first. Arguably, another guy was before him, but we'll leave that alone. Um, but President Obama beat me to being the first. And this was God's plan. I didn't want to do this. And interestingly enough, everything I ever wanted to do, God allows me to do it in a different way. Like part of that, and I didn't mention this, I wanted to be a teacher. So now I'm the Chancellor of Harvest Bible College, the only degree granting theological institution in the state of Colorado. Um, wow. So I get to do that. When it comes to politics, I influence influencers. So, for example, Colorado was the first thing to get comprehensive police reform done. That happened with a phone call I think I've been made to one of our state senators or state rep, now state senator-elect, to get that done. We made that happen. We, we talked. We made that happen. John Hickelick, we just got elected. I had the privilege of being able to pray for him and give him his inspirational word. Before the election, that Sunday, before the, that Tuesday of the election, he said, um, I came to a group of clergy and he said, you know, uh, uh, and I was appointed to give him the word uh, and pray for him, cover him for his victory. So I get to still be involved in politics. Senators for the state, they send me bills and politicians, they send me bills and say, Bishop, tell us what you think about this bill. What? I get to influence and help write the bill and, and, and rewrite and change things in the bill. So I'm involved in politics, but I don't, I don't have the stress or the pressure or the scrutiny of that. And my seat comes with its own stress and pressure, et cetera. But everything I wanted to do when it comes to law, you know, everything I wanted to do really in an interesting way, I'm, I'm still doing it. It's not the way I thought I was going to do it. Okay. All right. And so I guess that kind of answers uh, another one of my questions, which was going to be, uh, if you could do something else, what would you be doing? What's interesting about, about what you said is I have all my life wanted to be a judge. And uh, I went to, um, uh, when I went to school, I was going to- That was my gavel, you didn't see my gavel. Oh, I didn't see your gavel. When I went to, uh, I went. To, uh, I was going to go to law school. In fact, I was supposed to go um, to law school several times, uh, but about, about seven years ago, let me see. It would have been maybe five years ago, five to seven years ago, one of the two. Uh, me and me and a friend, we were going to go to law school together. Wow. And, <laughs> and hey, hey, Pastor Freak. And uh, I um I said I said to him, I was like, I don't want to be graduating law school, starting law at 50 years old, plus doing church, plus doing this, plus doing this. Wow. Too much. But I've always wanted to be a judge. Now, to be a judge, you need to be a lawyer. I didn't want to actually practice law. I just wanted the law degree, which you had to practice law for three years to then kind of qualify to be a judge. Um, I've thought about running for city council um, a couple of times. And even running for justice of the peace for uh, one of the precinct in the county uh, wow. that I've lived in. So I mean, that is that kind of uh, kind of meshing that uh, I think we both uh, uh, have. Uh, okay, here's another question: Who are your inspirations in terms of what you do in life every day? 
Who are your inspirations? Oh, oh my goodness. Um, you know, this is gonna sound so cliche, but it's true. I can only give you truth. Jesus, and let me say the part of Jesus, not the not the part that we celebrate, the the risen Savior, not that part, the part of him in the garden. Where he said, "If it's possible, let this cup pass from me." Here's the here's the inspiration. Nevertheless, in other words, he was. I don't want to do this, but I'm choosing the greater over lesser. It's inspiration. Like you got, because he knew, like you got people ripping your beard out, spitting on you, calling you. Like, look, it takes a tremendous amount of discipline to not just say all of y'all die and go to him. Like, you know, that that that's a so Jesus. Um, you know, I have a picture in my home studio, Dr. King, Malcolm X. I like the yin, the yang of them. I like uh, nonviolent, nonviolent by any means necessary. I like there's a time to speak and there's a time to act. There's a time to plan. There's a time to implement. So I like the whole, um, that whole deal. Um, the late Bishop Eddie Long was a great inspiration for me. I like his brains. I like what he built. I, I like seeing him overcome adversity. Um, you've got so many. Uh, Pastor John Hannah now is my uh, pastor now. Um, I, I love seeing his story, loved his accessibility, loved his humor, loved how he approached things. My mother's a great inspiration. She raised three kids, did an amazing job, um, and I watched her overcome obstacles and beat statistics. So she's a tremendous inspiration. She's very wise in many ways. Um, and, uh, and so you know, I love an Danielle. you know, I love me some Danielle. She's fantastic. Um, she you is. are, it's you, you are an inspiration. Um, you, you, yeah, no, you really are. Um, I was, I was every, you know, it's what's funny in our friendship. We probably talk less now than we ever have probably. And that's just because our schedules are, but I talk more about you now than I ever have. <laughs> Meaning, when I'm having a conversation with other people, I'll always reference, oh, my friend, Bishop Bright, my friend, Bishop Bright, my friend, Bishop Bright, my friend, Bishop Bright, my friend, Bishop Bright. Uh, we talk more about you now, probably, than I than I ever had before, um, even though we talk less now. But what I appreciate about you is you have a tremendous journey. Uh, you have, you're very introspective. Um, you will... You will sit back, think about it, and then check yourself and be honest with your failures, honest with where you screwed up, honest with where you were fearful. That, you know, I admire real people because I'm a real person. So, sure. Um, sure. I, I, the list goes on. My uh, the list goes on. My grandmother, I think, is 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 an inspiration. Um, I'm inspired by lots of different people, uh, uh, um, lots of different people. So I don't want to keep calling names because then I'll leave one out. But I would sure. say I'm inspired um, um, by any, I can find inspiration by anybody, even somebody that you may think is um, not inspiring. I can be inspired because I've learned to live as a student bishop. So I find something to learn from everybody. You find something to learn from everybody, from every situation, good or bad up or down, whatever. Right. And I think that's a, I think that's a positive trait. In fact, I honestly think that that's something that uh, some folks listening uh, need to think about in terms of how they process everyday stuff. And that is, no matter what comes your way, no matter what's happening, no matter what's going on, find out what you can benefit from the experience. Find out what you can benefit from the person. Find out how your life can be advanced. But 
because of the circumstance of the situation, I think that's a I think that's a great philosophy, a great way to kind of uh, live life. Um, so let's talk about harvest. You you um, lost out into this thing because God said this is what I want you to do. Talk talk about what. Uh, how harvest actually came to be, like its genesis, and and what that kind of looks like, and even you know as you do it, some of the transformation uh, that harvest has taken over the course of time. Right. So you know, uh, it's now 14 years since we planted harvest from scratch with that. Denver is 46 out of 50 the lowest church attendance in the nation. It's four percent. Than African Americans, so there's not a lot of racial diversity. And um, you know, and years ago, I was an associate pastor, um, and I had a dream one night. And the dream uh, woke me up, and when I woke up, I knew what I was supposed to do. A couple of that was I heard a message from somebody, um, and uh, as they were preaching, they said a phrase that stuck with me. They said, "You have to learn how to divorce yourself from what process you." I instant when I heard that, the Holy Ghost said. You're about to be a senior pastor. I was an associate pastor at the time. I heard that message. It was on tape that tells you how long it was. I stopped. You have to divorce yourself from what? What processed you? Uh, you you you're, you're kind of flickering just a little. But divorce yourself from what? From from what processed you? Process. Oh, okay, okay, all right. And, and wow, that's heavy. Heard, that's heavy. So when that when I heard that message. I heard it. I knew what that meant. The Holy Ghost said, you're about to pass it. I turned the tape off. I literally hit the tape. Like, it was a cassette tape. Those of y'all who remember cassette tapes, sometimes that's cassette tape. Old school cassette tapes. Uh-huh. Right. I, I hit in. And I was like, I do not want to hear that no more. I think I put it on some guy or something like that. I, I think like, we I lost him. I can see you all. You can't see yeah. me? Are you there? Bishop. Uh-oh. Bishop. Oh, no. Bishop. Uh-oh. Bishop. Okay, Bishop, everything kind of went out for a minute. Uh, are you back? You back, Bishop? Okay, I apologize. It looked fine on my end, so I'm going to blame yours. Uh, you're going to blame mine? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, so, the, the, so it said you have to divorce yourself from what process you. I immediately turned off, and I apologize for that, folks. I apologize no for that, Bishop. I was planning on being stationary, and I apologize uh, because you're showing something that's important to me. But nonetheless, um, in that, they said to divorce yourself and what process you. So I immediately, and then I heard the Lord said, you're going to pass. So I turned off the cassette, said, I don't want to hear that. I put it on some guy or some other radio. Something was on. I put it on something. I was like, I do not want to hear that message. 
And I knew what that meant. I had a dream that also confirmed that. And make a long story short, um, as I was an associate pastor, uh, uh, I remember going through something towards the end of that time. Where I remember saying, Bishop God, if this is how your people are, they can go to hell. It was wow. so hurtful what happened. Uh, it's one thing for people to make up stuff about you or, or, or excuse me, tell the truth that you don't want them to tell. It's another thing for people to just make up stuff. And what I went through in the transition of that, it was so hurtful that I said, God, this is a mess. Man, these people are crazy, like nutso. And um, and so months later, and so I was like, God, I have not, Bishop, let me tell you how, how painful it was. I didn't go to church for two weeks. Now, for anybody that knows me, I don't miss church. I was that way before I was a pastor and that way as a pastor. Like, I don't miss church. And I didn't go to church for two weeks, which was such a big deal at that time. Yeah, you don't even, like, you vacation during the week, so Correct. you don't miss church on Sunday. That's just me. Because, you know what, I, I this is me. I know people will have different views of that. My view is this. I'm going to teach consistency. I need to model consistency. Wow. And and so, you know, I, but I used to get on, I used to get on, it's like, okay, Bishop, everybody takes a vacation. It's okay for you to miss a Sunday. Right. And, and, and you, and, and you just don't, you just don't. don't, you just don't, you vacation through the, through the week. And, and here's what I, and here's what I, uh, I think is even crazy. Even though you vacation during the week, you still do your prayer on, on Monday night. <laughs> I mean, so when, you don't really vacation. So let's just tell the truth. You don't really vacation. I take well-planned and thought-out trips and cessations of work. I do that. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? <laughs> And, and, and I guess the truth is, that's my personality. My personality is consistent. Like you and I's friendship has gone on now well for 14 years. There were Absolutely. times where if, you, if, if either one of us is friends, broke consistency, we check one another. Hey, say, hey, I, I, hey. I, I remember, I remember calling you, but I also remember you calling me. It was like, uh, okay, so it's it's been two days. Like, so uh, what? What's wrong? What 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 what's the problem? What's I mean, I, I'm talking about with straight attitude too. Y'all don't understand. Call me with straight attitude. Absolutely. Absolutely. And vice versa. Now, put yourself in there too. Now. I I, 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 I like I like that, Jason. He say he visit uh, he visits other friend his friends' churches uh, when he's on vacation. So I, I I like that, and I and I think I think that's a great attribute as well. Keep on going though. So, so you, God, I don't want to do this. People lying on me. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's, right. And so that happens. And so you know, uh, make fast forward. Um, you know, I, I said I was basically trying to run. I was trying to run from what God wanted me to do. So I was like, God, I'm gonna do a young adult thing. So I would do this young adult thing around the city of Denver, different churches and what have you. I would do that. And as I was doing that, uh, I was like, This is what I'm gonna do. This is how I'm going to do it, and um, and God said that's not what I said. Now, mind you, this is you got to substitute. Oh, absolutely! I gave him an Ishmael and said, "Be happy with this, Lord." Yeah, um, yeah. You, know, you want Isaac, but he's Ishmael. Take take Ishmael. Take Ishmael and bless Ishmael. And, and what's amazing is we did well, but he was like, "That is not what I said." Do so let, that be, <laughs> let that be a revelation for somebody. You can actually succeed at disobeying. 
That's a word. Wow. You can wow. succeed at disobeying and think that he's pleased because he didn't because you didn't drop dead when you disobeyed. Or the bottom didn't fall out because you disobeyed. You can literally disobey God and do well and think that he's pleased because he didn't get you, so to speak. Because Fresh Anointing was doing very well. Oh, listen, we, we was doing the thing. I mean, you know, it was great. I was like, this is good. I want to just do this. Um, and, you know, I had built a great business. I started my first business when I was 12. By the time I was 21, I built a multi-million dollar real estate finance business. And to God be the glory for that. So I was like, God, I'm going to do business. Like, I don't want to be no senior pastor. Like, And as God would have it. Not only would I be a senior pastor, but then I was elected. Um, how you and I met, I was elected by a group of other pastors to be a bishop because my years of leadership and organizational management, development, uh, leadership, all of that. And so I was elected to do that. But I was like, this is not what I want to do. And let that be a revelation. Your passion, Bishop, one of the worst pieces of advice people are ever given is pursue your passion. Because you're only passionate about what you think you're good at. If you get good at something else, you become passionate. So I was driving down the street one day, and uh, I knew, okay, we're going to do this church. Fine, God, fine, God, I'll say yes. Um, and what God did is he shut down every other door. I built this business. The industry I was in collapsed. I just opened a brand new office. I had to shut that office down. The industry collapsed. Um, I had to change everything I was doing. And, and then for the first time, one of the first times in my life, I, I went. And I had taken some other jobs. The industry collapsed. So I took some other jobs. Those jobs went away quickly because the industry collapsed. And Bishop, I remember, let this be revelation for somebody. I was sending out, faxing out 40 resumes a day. You remember this. 40 resumes a day. And I say faxing because email wasn't the real thing at the time. Um, I was faxing out 40 resumes a day. This is before Indeed. This is when Monster was running stuff. And uh, this was actually before Indeed. You're right. This is before right. Indeed. Before Indeed. And Bishop, nobody would call me back. Domino's wouldn't call me to deliver pizza. I couldn't get assistant jobs. They said they're overqualified. I said, listen, folks, here's the business. Get somebody you, that has more experience that you can pay less money. i like, this is a good deal. I'm giving you a discount. Um, and, and God would God shut every other door. And sometimes you can think that you have the luxury of no, um, but God will begin to shut your door and it'll begin to shut things down. And, and the way I say it is God basically said, son, you can do whatever you want, but this is your only option. You wow. You want, wow. You do what you want. So um, that was happening. And again, I built a great, so I had reserves and I had all those types of things in place. <clears throat> and um, we eventually start this church. We eventually come together. And uh, and as we're doing all of that, uh, I start the church. And Bishop, I was so against starting a church. Listen to this. We started on Saturday night. I was so against it. I remember there were weeks I didn't preach. I would play a movie. I played Medea. No, Bishop. Bishop. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Bishop, you're telling the business. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Listen, I thought the show was called Out the Box. I thought I'm supposed to tell the truth. Yes, sir. You're supposed to tell the hold truth. On. Okay, yeah. hold on. Let me clean it up. There were some days where I just, uh, uh, you know, we just did things a little different. We just did things a little different. <laughs> I lived in the luxury of no. I heard that. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So you just didn't want to do it. And you know what? I, no. 
I'm gonna tell you when you when you first started, and I thought I, um, the name. I was like, okay, Urban Word. That's that was the pretty, name of the church originally. Yeah, that was pretty cool, Urban Word. And I was like, okay, go on and get it. And you know where I got the name from? Uh, the bishop who made uh, who consecrated me originally to the bishopric. We were talking one day about the plan and what I was going to do and what have you. And, and I said, you know, I want to I want a church that's reaching people that nobody else is reaching. Um, and I said, you know, reaching people that you know, urban urban area is black, it's white, it's young, it's oh, it's not as young. It's, it's business people. It's everybody. I said I want a church that's everybody. Uh, and so he said, well, why don't you call it? Why don't you? Call, I don't know why this going. He said, why don't you call it urban? You know, urban church. I said, ah, but it's but it's about the word. I'm gonna preach the word. And then he and I sat on the phone and it became Urban Word Church International. It became the name of the church. Yeah. Now, urban. interestingly enough, what's amazing about God is sometimes God and let this be revelation too. Sometimes God gives you things in stages, and those stages are gonna roll out over time. Because the really reality is what we are today is Harvest Church is everybody, everything. What I originally wanted to reach, we're doing that and about to do it in an even bigger way as we expand to Atlanta. Um, but the way he gave it to me originally, the way we did it originally, is not the same way we do it today. So you have to be open to evolving. You have to be open to evolving. And Bishop, I'm going to be pulling in so that the audio may cut out for just a moment, but uh, then I'll be in the studio in about three minutes. We'll have none of these issues. We'll have none of these issues because you'll be in the studio. Perfect. Right. So uh, I, this part of your story, I'm going to be telling in case the audio does go off, but sure. when you went off to get consecrated, you only had seven members of your church, right? Why are you telling on my bed? <laughs> you said we were talking about oh. the truth. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but I was consecrated, Bishop. We, 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 were, we were not, we were not, the, with our first service, we had like a hundred and 20 people or something, but that's because I stacked it. I had a bunch of people from a bunch of different places. And so I stacked it. And when I stacked it, what we ended up doing is it ended up creating a situation where, um, you know, seven people at church is what, is what we had at church that next week. Wow. So 100 people first. Maybe, maybe 13. Maybe it was like 13. Hold on. Maybe it was double that. God gave me double for my trouble. Maybe it was like 13. So seven people, one, uh, I mean, a uh, hundred people first service, seven to 13, somewhere around in there on the second third. That had to be a gut punch, especially because you were like, I'm not, I don't even want to do this anyway. Right. And so now I'm having to do this. Uh, and all I have is, you know, a dozen people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about an absolute situation where it feels like, you were, you know, you you basically not only wasted your your energy, but it felt like a total deflation. As if, you know, why wouldn't God make what he asked you to do? Why wouldn't he make that easier? Why wouldn't he make that, you know, something that he favored? And I, and I think there's another principle there too, which is that just because it's God's will doesn't mean he's gonna make it any easier. I, I like that. And there's some people listening that needs to know this about their situation. Just because it's God's will doesn't mean it's going to be easy to do. Not at all. And, and I think, too, you know, even when we look at this season of Christmas and, and Mary and Joseph, like like Jesus was born in Luke 2, where you know, he didn't make anything easier. He didn't make anything 
you know, uh, easier to deal with, anything easier to handle, anything easier to navigate through. He didn't do that. Um, you know, he comes when they're out of town. They're literally in uh, in Nazareth um, because, uh, or excuse me, in Bethlehem, not home in Nazareth. I'm starting to lose you again. Easier. I I I I like this. Uh, uh, Jason said his installation. He had five hundred people at his installation, and uh, at church he had twenty people. Wow! See, uh, and, and, you know, and Bishop, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay, I'm finally in the studio. I'm almost in the studio. I apologize. This is, this is real reality TV. We didn't stage this. How about that? But, but God didn't make it easier. In fact, in fact, you know, with Mary and Joseph, God is there and uh, Jesus is born. He's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. So you would think God would make something that's for him better. Sure. It's for him. He's the one being born. Right. Quite the contrary. He didn't. Instead, what ends up happening is that um, it's difficult for them. It's challenging for them. They can't find a room in a hotel because uh, the census is going on in Bethlehem. So they can't find a room in a hotel. They have to borrow somebody else's field. That's where, you know, they uh, it's actually going. Then they place some, a lot of people say manger. Manger is a really nice word because it wasn't a manger. It was a trough that was used to feed animals. To feed animals. Absolutely. The, the, the thing everybody should get from that is this, is that um, is that sometimes it's the right time when nothing is right. Wow. Sometimes it's the right time when, when nothing, nothing is, right. is right. When nothing is right. We, especially if you go, especially a lot of Christians are in this, the timing of God and just the, trust God's timing, God's timing. If you study your Bible, the timing of God was when nothing was right. When nothing was right, he was ready. <laughs> When nothing was right, that's when God was ready. That's when God's ready. That's when God's ready. Like God is not into this thing of everything right. You have everything you need. Some of my business owners that are watching me, like as soon as I have this, God is like, nah, mm -mm. do it now. And if you do it now, you'll learn how to do it without what you thought you needed. And that's what God wow. taught me. He now taught me how to do it without what I thought I needed. That's going to shout me. If you Don't do it shout. now, you'll learn how to do it if you never get it, you'll learn how to do it without what you thought you needed. Without what you, without thought, you, what you needed. thought you needed. Yeah, right. I absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, 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 oh, you're in the studio. All right. There we go. So, Harvest had this real humble beginning. Yeah. Uh, started, um, you know, um, like you said, with started a little from bit of the Started from the bottom. Now you guys are doing all kinds of things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you know, you're, we're getting ready to expand to the Atlanta area. Our Atlanta location, Bishop, the response is amazing already. You have hundreds of people who have already connected to our launch team there, which is amazing. I'm so that blesses me so much to see that. Um, the comments. But you, you um, expanded to the Atlanta area. We're excited about that. Um, you're talking about literally um where all of the pastors of the city come to i was just with one prior to which is part of why i was <laughs> getting in um uh, churches in the city they study what harvest does 
day. Look at what Harvest does. God has really raised Harvest up to be a model um, for church and ministry, which is amazing because 14 years ago, it was Luke 2. Nothing was right. Nothing was ready. Uh, I mean, it was, it, it, we, nobody gave us a dime, Bishop. Nobody helped us do anything. And I'm so grateful because it taught me how to trust God and not trust people. You know, when I first started uh, our church, um, there was one church I had called, I called around to, to several churches saying, hey, do you have anything extra? Because we literally had nothing, right? Um, and I called around to several, uh, you know, really nice sized churches. And I'm going to say something and I, and I probably shouldn't, but, but there was almost no black church that helped me. It was a white church who helped me and they helped me with things that, which we were appreciative of, that were in good condition, but they no longer needed. Wow. And they gave us uh, a lot of things. They gave us uh, uh, curriculum for children. They gave us some chairs. They gave wow. they gave us office equipment. They gave us a lot of things. Um, and I went to some some churches uh, and some pastors here, and I was asking, you know, uh, four things if they had anything this that and the other, and they had storage, bishop storages, wow. uh, but. Uh, wasn't nothing available to give away. Things that they were not using, wow. but they wouldn't give it away. So uh, I think it's a blessing that uh, you guys were able to go without anything. You you had no assistance from anybody. Yeah, no assistance from anybody. Um, and again, remember, I built this great business, um, but I had to deal with all of what it took to close that business out. I had to um, release my latest, my, the last office that I had to close, and I had like 50 employees and everybody was closing. It wasn't just me. And can I be honest with you? I still believe to this day that part of what the Lord did with that is he said, I know I'm only going to get a yes from you if I currently shut this down. I strongly believe, this is me, that what God calls you to do sometimes is so important that he will, he will shut down stuff that has uh, that's way bigger than you to get to you wow here's an example jonah i'm gonna interrupt the whole flow of the ocean to make a fish come get you a shark in particular because we studied that shark there actually uh, the big fish there's actually shark i'm gonna make him come out of his normal path to swallow you he should bite you to consume you I'm going to change the physiological response of the shark so that he doesn't bite you, but he swallows you. Wow. Just to get you. Because what I need you to do is so important that I will change the way a shark naturally operates just to get to you. Wow. And for some people watching, God has changed stuff. He's used stuff and done things in a way just to get to you. And I, and I think that's tremendously profound. And I agree. And so when you, so all of this thing, all of this happens and you get the church going and, um, and now you're saying that there, uh, that, that God is using harvest to be, I, I, I want to jump before I get to that. Cause we, you started talking about it a little bit. We talked about how it went, you know, to, um, 
urban word. Uh, we were talking about transitions. And so some people listening need to understand that the final product for you is still in the making because you might not get to that, that end part how you started at the first part. So there's going to be some transformations. You went, you uh, uh, you went, and you guys were doing uh, Urban Word, and then you went to Full Harvest, right? Final, 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 final harvest. That's right. Right. Final, right. final harvest, and now you've settled here. Um, and from that place, from 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 the landing where you are now at Final Harvest, you, I mean, at, at Harvest, you've been able to really create a footprint across um, countries and states and, and everything because your ministry is not just local. No, no, to God be the glory. And, and, and I would say, you know, it's an evolution process. Like you have to commit yourself to evolve, to evolve. And one of the That's things scary. that I- Bishop, That is a scary, that is a scary pretense, uh, a pretext for a lot of people because evolution always seems to require loss of something. Sure, and it only seems like loss, listen to this, because you overvalue what you have and underestimate what you can achieve. Mm, mm. I just said something right there. You're gonna make me throw something. I had to put the pen down because I almost threw the pen at my at my camera. Well, Say listen, I, you, know, <clears throat> you know, I'm a mic thrower, so, but I don't have a mic to throw. <laughs> Um, is it only seems scary because you overvalue what you have and underestimate what you could achieve if you would change. Wow. It only seems scary because you have put a lot of stuff. You are so married to your iPhone 6 that you refuse to get a 12. You overvalue what it is, not realizing that that 6 is, is an obsolete version of something that was good, but is now outdated. I I am not, the, I have this saying, I'm in competition with yesterday's version of myself. I'm in competition with yesterday's version of myself. So I'm gonna compete to be better tomorrow than I was today. Today, listen, we had to go with the punches. I was not sitting at the studio. I was rushing and moving as fast as I could to get here. What did we do? We evolved on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Now, had this been me a year ago, I probably would have been mad, you know, all that. I oh, yeah. Let's just, let's just roll with it. Let's roll with it. Let's just let's roll, just with, roll it. with it. That, that's right. Because, I, I mean, I, I remember in the early days, uh, you know, flying up to Denver. I remember the very first time I flew to Denver to preach for you. You're about to talk about uh, me, huh? Yeah, dude. I had never been. The folks here need to understand I had never been to Denver before. So I was not prepared for what Denver had to offer me in terms of weather. And I remember mm -hmm. you were in a school um, uh -huh. and because uh, uh, that's where you guys uh, kind of started and in the school, right. you were in a school and I opened the door and I got there the same day straight right. from straight from the airport to the uh, right. to, to the school uh, to preach. And I stepped in up to my knees full of slushy ice. It was ice. not up to your knees. It, it was, was not up to my knees, Bishop. It was Bishop, up to Bishop, my knees. Bishop. And I was like, oh my God, what is going on here? Are you kidding me? Uh, right. Uh, but, but, but I'm going to tell you, so I've been there on the front line of seeing this growth and this progression 
and this. I, 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 I want to kind of interrupt the story because I want you to say something to entrepreneurs and pastors who are listening right now, who have had a rough go of it. It's been tough. Uh, they've wanted to give up. Uh, they have thought about giving up. They started, they stopped. All of these kinds of things. Wh what can you tell them to really birth this, this fresh sense of momentum and inspiration for them? Great question. You know what? First thing, you are not alone. Like you're not the only one. I used to think I was the only one. You are not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. And, and that's so important to know that you're not alone. Number two <clears throat> is that uh, somebody had rebuke snow. Number two, I, I, I mean, do. Me too. Me too. Um, but then number two, what you have to know is that um, your process is not going to look the same as somebody else's. The Bible says, run the race that is set. Here it is before you. And here's where a lot of us feel, you know why we feel sometimes uh, defeated or deflated or unaccomplished or whatever? It's because we've compared our race with somebody else's. That's true. And they're not going to be the same. They're not going to be the same. True. You've compared your race with somebody else's on social media, <clears throat> not knowing their race, not knowing their background, not knowing what they've had to go through. Um, you know, sometimes when I start telling a story and I started remembering stuff, like last night I was sharing on prayer. We got prayer again in about 20, 19 minutes or so. And I remember as I started sharing the story last night, stuff began to come back to me. And I was like, oh, my God, what a miracle. God, what a, I mean, this is amazing. Because I just I hadn't talked about it in a while. But the Bible says we overcome the enemy and the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Not just pastors, not just entrepreneurs, but everybody. You're going to be afflicted where you're gifted. I'm going to say that again. You're going to be afflicted where you're gifted. You need to look at your areas of challenge and realize that those are the same areas that God wants you to conquer. He's giving you a space to create an anointing right there. An anointing is when an olive is pressed. So where I'm crushed is simultaneously where I'm being graced to conquer. Wow. So, um, you know, so, you know, we, we in building a great business. Where were we crushed? We were crushed. I was crushed in that area of finance. I was crushed in that area of nobody gave me anything to start. So what was he developing? He was developing an anointing in me and on me. So I have a financial anointing. You know this. Yeah. You, you you have to get things done and to operate in that realm. You you know I got a grace when it comes to find money chases me down. Resources chase me. People call me. I get about four to five calls a day with people trying to give me something, give me money, give me resources, give me business things. And, and I'm not saying it to be pretentious or anything. I'm saying it was the crushing that produced that area of conquering. And so to everybody watching, you need to look at where you're being crushed where you've been wow. afflicted, because that's where you're gifted. Oh that's where you're God. gifted. Jesus. We can go up in the spirit. Listen, if you want to go up, we can, I know this is a talk show, but if you want to go up, we can go up. Like, that's where you're being anointed. You're being graced there. And, and in it, Bishop, I remember telling a story one time to somebody years ago, and uh, I said to them, as I was saying, they were like, wow, how did you deal with all that pain? And I said, you know what? I said, I gotta be honest. If it was painful, I never took the time to feel it because I was so focused on my future. Wow. I was focused on my future. Today, we just sold. This is, this is, all of a sudden, I'm feeling a little emotional. Today, 
We just sold the very first TV camera we ever bought. We sold it today. I personally gave it to another pastor, listen, to help him start his media ministry for his church. I did for him what nobody did for me. What nobody did for He bought him. some, but I gave him he bought some, but I gave him one. I gave him a $2,000 camera. We Harvest, we gave that to him today, a $2,000 camera. But you know what? I think that that, that, is, that is something that's, um, that's also really, really interesting is to be able to turn around. And I have seen you uh, sow into a lot of people, uh, things, ideas, uh, uh, plans, solutions, teachings, a, a lot of things I've seen you sow into people. Uh, and I think it was birthed from that place where people wouldn't do anything for you. Yeah, you, because I, I felt like Joseph. I was like, you know what? Y'all threw me into a pit. Y'all didn't help me. But now that like Joseph, he was like, I could do you like you did me. He says, but what you meant for evil, God turned it for my good. God turned it for my good. I remember one of the one of the one of the fathers of the city who was um, who was the president of uh, like the ministers alliance when we first started. I went to him to meet with him to get his blessing and prayer. He was three hours late to the meeting, no apology, and and uh, and so we go in the meeting and his question is, well, what do you want from me? I said, well, nothing. I just was coming to you know trying to have some semblance of order and honor, and, and he did give me some great wisdom. It's amazing. Is last year. I preached the installation of the new president of that organization, who is my friend. And I was able to say 13 or whatever time it was, 13, 12, however many years, 13 years ago, when I came to this organization, you all treated me like I didn't exist. And now I'm preaching the installation of its new leader. Wow. 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 And now, and and listen, and now I'm on the executive council uh, as the parliamentarian to keep order for those who once thought that I that I would make it. Wow. Wow. Sure. Couple more questions, then I'll let you go because I know you got prayer and and this has been a great conversation. But with the success that Harvest has had um, and the favor that God uh, that God has allowed Harvest to walk in, what keeps you grounded, Bishop? How do you not get really re- big? Because you guys are doing some phenomenal stuff. No, to God be the glory. I, I am reminded that this is the Lord's doing. God, mm. gonna make, you just got to make me cry, man. Why am I getting emotional all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't know. But I, I am reminded. I remind it, you are you're the vice chairman of our board, so you see the ins and outs, you see all of that. Um, I'm reminded that this is the Lord's doing. I'm reminded that I started with nothing. Wow. I am reminded of the days where people lied on me and betrayed me and made fake MySpaces and made fake Facebooks and still making fake Instagrams and all of that. I'm reminded of that. I'm reminded when I bailed people out of jail and bailed people out of situations and and they threw rocks at me and, and had your me and, and, had your and, car and stolen. <laughs> had, had your my vehicle. car stolen by one of the members. By one, by of, the one of the members of the members stole yeah. my car and wrecked yeah. my car. I forgot about see look and, and wrecked your car. Yeah. Oh, I remember I gotta I gotta talk about that bread tonight. One of the <laughs> members did this. 
Um, just crazy stuff. Um, so it's been a hell of a journey. And I mean that in a Gehenna way, Greek word Gehenna, hot trash. There's been a lot of gutter, but let me tell you something. There has been a lot of grace and a lot of goodness. And I view it this way. This is the Lord's doing, number one. Number two, we have so much more to do. We have so much more to do. So much more to do. So I never look at what we've done and say, you know, wow, we're, you know, we've arrived. Not at all. I look at it as, guys, we got more to do. 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 You have people from all all 50 states and, and several different countries that tune into you digitally and, and watch you have pastors who are coming and say, hey, can you teach me how to, you know, do this, 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 and this, and all of that from the very beginning. So it'd be easy to, to, to swell up and go, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I made it. And so the uh, the humbleness that you possess, I think it's something else that people should be aware of is that you don't you don't want to ever get the big head because this wasn't about you. It never was about you. Bishop, it was never about you. It was about what God wanted still to do uh, through still you. It's, it's, so it still isn't about you. Yeah. Um, one last question. Can I say this? Question, question, Bishop? And question, and this, this kind of a We had a flash. Oh, okay. Got, got, what were you going to say? Uh, okay. So, sure. So, so I mean, for every one of your uh, viewers watching, their life's not about them. No. The greatest thing the enemy could ever get you to think is that this is about you. He says to Jeremiah, before I formed you, to form you, which means that means I am making you to do something besides have babies, pay bills, and die. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, which means you existed before birth, which means life didn't begin at conception. It predates conception. So conception has the inability to end life because it's not the beginning of life. That's a word for somebody. Before anyway. I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you or ordained you a prophet to the nations. None of that was about him. All of that was about Jeremiah. Your whole life is going to be, I am sending you to solve a problem in the earth. That's your life. And, and and here's I'll just say this, Bishop, to let you ask your question. Um, but we agreed to do something before God sent us, which is why He sent us. I love that. Where am I one? Before I formed you, I knew you. You agreed to something, which is why He sent you. Wow. That's wow. why when you when we do what we're created to do, it feels like you come alive because that's what you told Him you were going to do before you got here. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. So, listen, I got scared of like, how am I gonna preach? What am I gonna come up with to preach? I got so fearful. But can I tell you, that's the least of what I have to worry about now. I have to figure out how to cut stuff out. <laughs> yeah, my issue yeah. is not coming up with what to preach. My issue is cut stuff out. Because you know, you used to be an hour and 15. You got down to about an hour. Hey, hey, hey stop. Yeah, you hey, hey, no, it's about 45 minutes. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Some of your newer people don't know about them hour and 15 days. That's okay, though. That's all right. That's all right. You, Bishop, you evolved. So here's the last question I'm going to ask you. Here's I'm evolving. <laughs> You're evolving. Here's the last question I'm going to ask you. What do you do for fun? 
that's not church business related? What do you do for fun? Well, right now, uh, the highlights of my day are checking the mail. Um, <laughs> long walk, listen, you know how they say I like long walks on the beach? Look, I love long walks to the post office. Long um, walks. <laughs> um, I know whenever I came, we used to go right, to the movie so right, all the time. And, and the movies are closed now, so what do you listen, do? Listen, I have movie Mondays, and you can't, you can't go to the movies. So literally, I I, find, I have great conversations. I, I make the most out of this time where you can't do what you want to do, because I don't let what I can't do stop me from doing what I can do. So, um, so I, but I think what you know about me, Bishop, I can have fun doing anything. It's it's who I'm with that determines the fun I have. The, the fun. Because I, I can be sitting there just having a conversation and have fun, right? So as we as we are nearing the end of 2020 and uh, we're about to start a whole new year. Uh, last thing is, what what advice would you give people about how to process what this year has been uh, and how to move forward for the next year? In 2020, God made all things new. That's what the number zero means. It means all things new, not a new beginning. Why is the difference significant? The nuance is important because the new beginning, look at the eight. It has a connection to what was before. The zero never reconnects to what it was. It just keeps starting over. So he makes all things new. So God used 2020 to make all things new. And in 2021, everything that he made new, he's ready to use. 2020 was preparation. 2021 is uh, performance. It's performance. Shift into gear. It's time to uh, demonstrate, time to perform. And uh, just realize God calls you to prosper in the midst of a pandemic. If you're still living, you that means you have a pulse. God still has a plan. And your base, your best days are not behind you. They are here and now and ahead of you. All right. Well, Bishop Foreman, thank you for uh, coming on as always, but thank you for sharing and being very transparent yes. and open about your journey, your experience. I just wanted people to connect with uh, who you are because they, uh, they'll yes. continue to see you on the show. And in 2021, we got some new stuff. He and I are going to be uh, uh, debuting, so stay tuned for that, uh, yes. we'll that later. Uh, but God bless you. Get on prayer. Uh, go hit Bishop Foreman on Instagram and Twitter and all of them places. It's the same Bishop Foreman as well as Harvest Church. Um, so go and check out his social media pages. Uh, Bishop, we love you. Thank you so much again. And um, I'll talk you, to you. Man. I'll talk love to you later. Okay. All right. It's out. Thanks we for having out. me, Bishop. Bye. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Y'all make sure y'all support the show. Absolutely. I. We have a new handle. We have a new handle for giving. Just in your cash app, I am Roy Bright. I am Roy Bright. Send something to help support the show, please. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye.